Joel Kim Booster, and who is that sitting across from me? Mitra Jahar. I wish I was across from you. You are spiritually across from me. I'm spiritually across from you. That is, um, she said her name, Mitra Jahari, if you missed it, because she sort of cut herself off because she, you know, she does that sometimes. And I keep telling Mitra, like, don't sell yourself short. Don't cut yourself off. Like, just say, say what you want to say. <laughs> you know, say like, get it out there. Say what you want to say. say. <laughs> this is my fight song. Um, and the absolute those. chaos that you have just stepped into <laughs> is urgent, urgent care. care. We are a podcast that is all about advice, y'all. We are here to give people um, comfort and advice. And of course, the advice that we give is um, to the best of our own personal ability. Which, which doesn't mean that you'll think it's good. And no, no, honestly, no, 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 no. it probably won't be. But what we can promise is that we are going to try. Are we going to try yeah. hard? That depends on if we like the question. Um, Mitra didn't graduate from college and I've been single for over 12 years and (laughs) have never been able to make a successful relationship work. Mitra has been able to make a successful relationship work, but once again, they're mostly with improvisers. So take it all with a grain of salt. Yes, I would across the board, not all improvisers, but if they're not an improviser, they're probably a musician. So Mm. what's the... What? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I. <laughs> 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 Mitra, you seem a little frazzed. You seemed a little frazzed today. Oh my god! Care I, to I, share why? Yes, I, I I mentioned this on a premium episode. So sorry if you're hearing this twice. We are going to talk about it in way more detail this time. <laughs> um, I did lose my keys just before um getting on the pod with you. Um, where I, were they? They were underneath a pillow that I um, thought I had checked, but I hadn't. But I did check the garbage can three times because <laughs> I thought that I would maybe throw them away. Um, can I tell you that I have twice thrown out my car keys in the outside garbage can? That's what I thought and I did. It's so harrowing to find them in that way. I mean, I'm so I... glad that yours were just under a pillow. I'm the fucking idiot who actually did physically throw his car keys away twice I just like well i'll just like be thinking about something else and then just toss something i'm such a mess and also i'm in the process of moving right now so like all my stuff is everywhere so i just feel crazy as is wait i didn't know that you were moving that's so stressful i'm moving yeah you're moving in the middle of a fire and a pandemic yeah, who, I mean, I knew about the pandemic and that's my fault, but I, I felt that since I have like the work from home type stuff, I, I'm in a better position to be moving because I have all this time at my house. Um, but the fires, yeah, it, it's just like a weird, t- I don't know, like I've been talking about it in therapy a lot. I guess I'm gonna get straight in my how are you? Uh, yeah, I would love to hear. Just just like the the like experience of doing something positive 
during this time and that multiple feelings can exist at once because like what I was talking about in therapy was like I feel the least hope that I've ever felt and yet I'm doing all these hopeful things like whether it's moving or it's like I don't know even like the vault like doing like volunteer stuff yeah the organizing yeah what's the fucking point but then I also like deeply feel compelled to do it but it's all of it's this swirl of feelings and she keeps reminding me about how it's okay to have these because I feel like incredibly high highs but also these simultaneous lows like the most motivated I've ever felt while feeling the most hopeless that I've ever felt yeah um and I don't it's exhausting I don't know I think I think that in conjunction and also caused by the fires this week and just being so like right next to something so horrible and And you know they're not getting put out until October 30th did you read that Oh my god. No. Sorry. Sorry to be the <laughs> sorry to be the bear. Sorry to live on pod sort of drop a bomb right onto your uh psyche, oh, but It's so wild. I mean, it, the, it, the fires are here to stay. It's so crazy and I mean, I think on some level I did not think they were getting put out like tomorrow. I think I just <laughs> did not have confirmation of October, but yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like like waking up every morning with like my eyes hurting or something yeah, and like um, not being able to go outside, all that shit. I mean, it's it's the stuff that like all of our like most of our California listeners, I feel like can relate to. But and, and the general malaise. But I, I think like this week, just trying to figure out how to make that duality livable or, or like if it is or like, I don't know, it feels like as soon as I try to process it, it becomes so overwhelming to yeah. me. Um, and the only thing I know how to do is sort of like detach completely, which also doesn't feel helpful, but it's like, how do you process? How does that manifest for you? I would love to detach a little bit more. How do you detach? I mean, it's really just like watching fucking eight hours in a row of TV or something. Like, I, I don't know. There's nothing else I can do that feels like where I can completely shut down. That's why I love housewives so much is because I, it's the only thing that I can sort of glaze over during. Cause it's like just enough where if I want to pay attention, I can, or if I want to like zone out, I can do some other stuff. But- and you can project, you can project a lot of like intense emotion and feeling and, and sort of interest onto it as well. Like I, you, you can make like, their lives meaningful for you if you want to and you can also and it but but it's also so intrinsically meaningless that um it's really easy to pull away too and it's social like i love talking to so many of my close friends watch it um but everything i mean and i think also like (laughs) that that is what pottery has been for me because it, (laughs) it requires so much focus to be spinning i mean to to use the wheel Um, I, because I'm just not that good yet. So I have to like really think about what I'm doing and I can't, I can't think about other stuff. It's even hard for me to listen to like a good podcast while I'm doing it. So I just have to really be there and I can't really think about anything else, but I, everything else, like exercise doesn't work for me. Talking (laughs) to friends doesn't work for me. Like You love to hear exercise doesn't work for me. It just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't like in terms of like distraction. Like, yeah, it's not going to I don't get like so in the zone or whatever 
when I'm exercising solo that I can not think about things that are making me feel bad. Yeah. I can do that maybe during like team sports, but that's just not an option right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I like the feelings feel so immense that it feels impossible to feel them, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought I was going to ask about your lost keys and you were sort of going to, it's going to, it was going to turn into like a light, frothy story um where we could sort of laugh at your you know bumbling oh through your house sort well, of did I searching for your keys went through the garbage three times yeah you did and then you sort of dovetailed into this existential sort of you've never felt more hopeless um it's sort of went immediately from i chucked the garbage to i've never felt more hopeless yeah i actually um, don't really know how it got there so <laughs> But once I was in it, I was kind of like, oh, this is so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, (laughs) That's funny. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's such a hard time. But um, I, yeah, how are you? (laughs) You know, Mitra, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I've never felt more hopeless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? You know what? I got a desk for my Peloton. <laughs> Great. A desk for your Peloton. You me, me, Queen exercise doesn't work for me. Got a desk for her Peloton. What a journey. That's that's my big exciting thing as I bought a desk for my Peloton. That is very exciting. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> Congrats on that. So uh, it was worth interrupting my nothing story. Um, no, please go. That was I don't have any to, story. I was trying to give some like nice thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the only nice thing that happened thing. to you. Um, let's see what I, you know, I have, I have never felt more boring and more unfunny and, and more miserable in my entire life. Um, I went and performed at a drive-in theater on that's Saturday in cool. Orange County. And that was very cool. It felt very, um, I don't know. It felt like normal. I will say like normally I usually do every set. Like I'll try and throw in something new. This was like, I was just performing as Joel Kim booster. And that felt sort of like it, it sort of like it made it less fun for me because I was like the whole time I was up there, I was like, you're just going through the motions. You're just hoping to get through this. And I crushed even at the drive-in I crushed, but it just didn't feel I didn't feel like myself and I haven't felt like myself in a long time. And I just feel like we really need the pandemic to end for my own personal reason, which is it'll make the podcast better again. (laughs) I think like, I think the first 10 minutes of these podcasts, it's all, it's a lot of, you know, I'm miserable, pottery, Peloton, (laughs) I'm miserable, you know, and uh, not a whole lot else going on um, for me personally. Um, but I that's but I ha- I did just go to the drive-in for the first time recently and it was so cute and I I don't know why I'm like at plugging drive-ins but it was like I think it was so nice to like go somewhere that felt like it would be that way even if there wasn't a pandemic. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm like listeners, uh if you have any of those things that you're like, "Oh, this is something that feels like normal in pandemic times." And I'm I would love to hear them because I feel like I'm so like seeking that stuff out right now. Yeah. Is there anything like that for you, Joel? Um, no, I listen, like I, um, you know, hanging out in a park or at the beach is, is probably the closest I felt to normal 
in all of this, you know, it's still a little weird and you still feel like a little bit like, should we all be here? But like, it is ultimately like the beach is the beach and it feels, you know, I'm, you're, you're, you you take precautions. You're not like trouncing around the beach, like ch- chatting with complete strangers. Like I normally do just throwing my ass around the beach, talking to whoever will talk to me, but like, that's not the same anymore, but you know, beach time is still sort of there. Um, and I, I think this is actually a good segue. We don't have any updates this week, but I did want to say really quickly, we got a couple of these this week, calls and emails. And I'll, there, there's a couple of questions in the vein of you wanting us to either um, approve of or condemn pandemic behavior. And I don't think that you or I want to venture into that territory um, yeah. right now. I also think just like my own personal feeling about this. I know that like we kind of like vent at the top of the podcast, but I do think like that aside, I want it to feel like an escape from what's going yes. on. Like I want to acknowledge that I like, I think I truly like, I think of the show in like two phases where it's like up top, we acknowledge that we feel like shit so that like people know that like we are also feeling the same things that you, the listener are feeling. And then we do the rest of the podcast. Like I don't want to completely pretend that like everything's great because it's not, but also I want to make the podcast feel good. And so you yes. can like, basically if you don't want to feel sad, skip us asking each other how we're feeling. Exactly. Just skip time, about 10 minutes ahead every yeah. episode. But I want it to feel like dumb and silly and fun. So yeah, I agree. We haven't talked this. Is, we're, listener we're discussing this live on yeah pod. wow i really <laughs> sprung this on mitra i didn't put it in the notes at all Drama. and that's my bad Drama. <laughs> she's gonna talk to me you know in the break uh this is actually i'll probably get a call in by joel because i uh i try to put in about 50 pandemic related calls yeah. and emails every single week <laughs> and like of course like the pandemic is gonna sh- shade all of your calls and emails but it's like i don't we're not gonna tell you like how mad you should be at your friend for going to an event or or something like that you know like i just it's not mitra and i are not fauci okay um i I know some of you were confused by that but i know and i'm sorry about that my impression is too good (laughs) too good confused listeners um i would love to hear the fauci impression right now actually yeah i said don't wear your masks (laughs) (laughs) wow it's like he was there it's like he's there with me um i need some time to recover from that impression though so we are going to take a quick break but when we come back no more doom and gloom we are going to jump right in with some calls and emails and boy oh boy i know i can't wait mitra how do you feel really good about that really good okay be back in a sec bye uh-huh. You guessed it. A Kills break is time. over, and now we're going to get into that fun stuff. <laughs> Dana, play that track. A break is over, she said. <laughs> Hi, uh, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, so I am a sophomore in college, and uh, my boyfriend and I have been dating for, like, um, like seven months now and I love him very much like our relationship is very good um but 
I'm starting to realize, like, I feel weirdly embarrassed of him among certain people, and I feel terrible about this because I, I do love him very much. I appreciate him, um, but I think he does have a lot of, like, very um, very quirky personality traits. He doesn't get along well with um, everyone. So, so, like, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's just certain people that I'm friends with that I'm like, I don't want to admit to them that I'm in a relationship with him, which is terrible, and I feel super guilty about it. Um, and I know this is definitely an issue with me. It's not his fault. Um, we do have a lot of friends in common who are really supportive, um, but I, I don't know how to get past this or how to make him feel more comfortable and stop. Um, like, I don't want him to be influenced by my own, like, fears and um i was just wondering if you had any advice on how to get past this and how to get more comfortable with talking about being in a relationship i'm still uncomfortable talking about it even with my close friends because um i'm just scared of how people will interpret it um even though i'm really happy and i feel terrible about it so um if you have any suggestions about how i can get more comfortable talking about this or how i can feel less like ashamed um please let me know love you guys very much um both of you sit on my face i guess i don't know um yeah thank you bye wow, she really backed out of that one she really asked for it and then said i don't know you really just want to say to the people listening, you don't have to ask us to sit on your, your Only face. if you really want to. Yes. This seems to be her problem, though, in life. So let's get to naming her okay. really quickly. So, um, shame. 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 Hiding away the boyfriend from the world. <laughs> um, that gives me um, Rapunzel vibes. Um, yes. Um, I was also thinking about that. I just recently um, saw, saw the trailer for the movie Indian in the Cover. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? Yes. Yes. I love that movie growing up. I had completely forgotten about that movie and like stumbled. I don't know how Whitney ended up watching the trailer for it, but I was like, the, I hot like date I, night. I, it was, yeah, so horny. Every day is like just absolute smoke show horn riot. Um, <laughs> but there was this, like, I forgot how like, serious it is <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that it's all about like respecting the culture and stuff i which is oh funny. i didn't realize it was respectful to native american culture well i don't think it is but like the 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 doll is basically being like you need to like be respectful of me i think or <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh god um I wow. Can, okay, I want to quickly forbid our listeners from responding to that in yeah. any way. <laughs> no, nope. it did not happen. I can't tell if that is like what I saw or what I wanted to see, but I, I'm not going to watch it again, and I don't want to be told what happens. <laughs> um, do you have one? Because I have um, one of my patented pronoun oh. ones. Okay, go. Boy Punzel. No. <laughs> Wait, okay, so like I even knew that one was gonna be that kind of one and it still made me upset. <laughs> I, I love it. I do this is one of the better of those, I will yeah. say. Boy Punzel. Boy Punzel, Boy Punzel. 
let down your hair. I mean, this caller is technically Boypunzel's mother in the story, the witch, if you will. But um, th- I think for brevity's sake, we'll just go with Boypunzel and that's it. So Boypunzel, this is a this is a quandary. This is such an interesting one because I just want to read what the, the transcript of this voicemail says, because at one point she says, um, I'm just scared of how people were interpreted, even though I'm really happy and I feel terrible about it. It's like in that sentence, it is like summing up like the the terrible like place that you're in with this relationship right now. I don't know exactly how to fix this. Yeah, I mean, I've like given this advice to friends in real life before, which is that I don't it. It's just not there. I don't see the value in dating someone that you're ashamed of, like mm-hmm. because your partner can feel that and the people around you can feel that. And it's like, I mean, you know, you're not going to agree with everything your partner does all the time. And like, I'm sure there are moments where like people that I've loved have done things where I'm like, Hey, I don't know about that. But it doesn't have to, you don't have to be psyched about every single thing that your partner does. But if you're going into a lot of reactions, being embarrassed of a person, like they can feel that your friends can feel that. And you're not doing anyone any favors. I think by continuing to be with someone that you feel shame about um but i also think i don't know i what do you think joel well i i don't know it's so strange because there's not a lack of um specifics here like remember when we used to call people back this was this would be like a prime candidate for that because i do sort of want to know like what do you like about your boyfriend like i i really think you need to list out all the things you love and appreciate about your boyfriend and internalize that and then just start telling people because like you'll never settle into comfort if you're still closing yourself off to telling your certain friends that you're dating this person. You need to shit or get off the pot. And by that, I mean, you need to break up with this guy or just tell your friends and deal with the fallout. Like sometimes like I as someone who is I am frequently ashamed of the kind of person that I'm attracted to. So I fully feel this. I feel that in a real way. But like, and again, like, like you, it is a, it is a me thing. And so like, I think what you need to do is, is really just rip off the bandaid and just tell, send out a text be like, hey, because it's going to be weird for your friends. If I was your friend, I'd be weirded out that you didn't want to tell me. It's so yes. I, 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 if it's I was like, your boyfriend, I'd be mad. If I was your friends, I'd be mad. You need to figure out which direction you want to go with this. Yeah, it's like, why do you feel so judged by your friends? Why aren't they happy for like, why do you think that they won't be happy for you? Or why do you like like what? I guess it's like hearing about like his quirky personality traits. I, I would love to know like what they are. Like, yeah. is he like, a, is it rampant misogyny? Yeah. Or is it like. He loves talking about Doctor Who and my friends aren't nerds. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I being ashamed of your part. I don't know. It's like I think it's a different thing, too. If it's like, you know, if it's somebody that you hook up with and you're like, oh, my God, I don't I don't need to talk to my friends about that. But if you're in a relationship with someone for seven months, it's time to fucking nut up and yeah. get over it or don't be with them. Yeah, you're being uh, ultimately you're being unfair to every person in this situation, your friends, your boyfriend and yourself by not doing this. It makes Um, the relationship less fun if you feel like you're like walking on eggshells around everyone. So let yourself enjoy your fucking life and get to the bottom of it. I think you really need to itemize all the things you like and and are embarrassed by with your boyfriend. 
I think lists are always really helpful. And like yes. the thing is, is if if you if the list, if you really love this guy, like maybe it's your friends who are wrong, you know? Yeah, it's like it, you're it, it's also very possible that you have a friend or two who is being an asshole. Like, I don't want to completely like shit talk this guy like he might be totally normal and you might have a dud friend who's being rude so i think just figure out if the things that you're ashamed of are like defensible things yeah <laughs> yeah yep yep that's it okay boy punzel that boy punzel boy punzel be nice let your boyfriend out of the people. tower <laughs> cut that hair uh cut that hair whatever <laughs> Should we read this next email? Yes. Why don't you read it, Mitra? I'm tired. Pleasure. Hey, J&M, M&J. For most of my adult life, I've been part of a group of three best friends. We're all women. A few years ago, those two best friends of mine started dating each other. Then last year, they broke up, and they pretty much stopped being friends with each other, too. Understandably, there's some tension since they always worry I'm telling the other one their private info, but mostly I've hung on to both individual friendships. But... On Labor Day, I think I was struck by a touch of quarantine brain. I posted a picture on IG of the three of us from when they were dating. They are openly canoodling in the pic, and I captioned it saying how much I missed the good old days. Now they are furious at me? They're accusing me of, quote, sabotaging the breakup and, quote, humiliating them in public? I really do not mean to cause any harm. I'm just lonely in quarantine and miss my two best friends. I apologized, but they're still pissed. Why was this weird and what should I do? Wow. I will say there was an addendum uh, email that I did not include where uh, apparently her friends are accusing her of trying to parent trap them as well. So that's some additional context for that email as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, parent trap, that's a place to start. Mm -hmm. Lindsay Nohan, more like it. Lindsay Nohan, there we go. (laughs) You did it. I think they're all going to be like this at the end. They're all going to be terrible. I know. Lindsay Nohan is great. People have to accept during this quarantine time is that it's either going to be a lazy, lazy pun or a lazy pun that is really only about gender. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Touch of quarantine brain, much. Um, Listen, you little shit stirrer. I'm on your I'm on your friend's side. Yes. This is a crazy thing to do. <laughs> an insane thing dead. to do. I'm so sorry. But it is clear from you, the, the tenor of your email that you still don't think that you did something wrong. And that's why I think even though you apologize, they're still pissed. Because you you include all of these question marks after now they're furious at me? Yeah, I would be too, you little weirdo. I would not be happy about this. No. Like, like they're not together. Don't post a photo of them together. That's yeah, <laughs> missing the good old days when my friends who dated were romantically involved, as evidenced by this photo. <laughs> this photo. Like, don't you think if someone posted a photo of you and an ex, like still being visibly in love, you would feel bad? Like, yeah, they broke <laughs> up a year bad. ago. They broke up a year ago after a couple of years of dating. And we don't even know the circumstances under which they broke up, but it's definitely hard. There's clearly mistrust and, and like issues with your individual friendship because of the breakup. And this does not help things. Lindsay no. Nohan. And like, I don't even think like if somebody posted a photo of me with somebody that I was with like five years ago I'd st- or like 10 years ago, I would yeah. be like, that's weird. I don't want to see that. Like, 
even if they're not like currently in other relationships, it's still fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, you're the only person who's currently nostalgic for the time when they you all were three were a unit they have moved on because they have broken up and or at least they're trying to move on and you're now dragging them back into the past and yes and i also think right now is a time when like i'm already thinking about the past so much because i've run out of shit to do yeah so i'm like already feeling like nostalgic and like put like forcing myself to look through photo albums that make myself feel bad on purpose so it's like i guarantee they've already thought about this during this period of time and and it's like regardless of if there was someone else i just wouldn't want to be forced to like listen we we respect the messiness here i respect the messiness because i do think you were trying to parent trap them I think that they're right in their assumption that you were being a messy little bitch who lives for the drama and wants them to get back together. And you thought that this was the first brick in that path towards, re- you know, um, reconciliation together. And I think you knew what you were doing. And I think yes. you can blame it on quarantine brain all you want. But you are a shit stirrer. And we love that about you. We respect we that, about you. that about you. We want you to continue I- to do that. But in this case, you are in the wrong. And you have to if accept you, responsibility for that. If you want them, you. I hope you've taken the photo down, first of all. If you haven't done that yet, that I would add that to the what else do I do list. Um, I I just think you can celebrate the old days. On your own time. That. On your own time, babe. Yep. On your own time. As to what you can do now, um, continue to apologize. And then maybe even write them individual emails or texts where you say, hey, I think like I probably didn't convey that I knew how much I was in the wrong, but now I really, in thinking about it, know how much I was in the wrong. And I respect you both too much um, to let this lie. And I apologize again. I think, like, it's clear somebody didn't think they did anything wrong. And again, we respect. love this about you. Respect. We respect this. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> you have to know that it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Really... Troubling. Uh, A troubling it's... thing to do. A troubling um, thing to do. <laughs> but again, but we cannot stress how much we love it. We love, we it. love it. Yes, queen. Go off. Post <laughs> more pictures. Let loose, bitch. Yeah, you know what our advice is for you? Double down, bitch. Yes. <laughs> the double down, bitch. That's what your name should be. Um, we love you, but love you're DDB. you're a mess. Um Okay, well, we've got a voicemail here, and I think we should do one more voicemail, and then we take a break. What do you say? Okay. I love that idea. Oh, reach into that bin, Dana, and get out that voicemail. <laughs> Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm calling because I recently got out of a longish, difficult relationship, and I'm doing well, and kind of thinking about putting myself back out there. Well, you know, besides the whole pandemic um but also recently i have started taking anti-antidepressants um i've been going to therapy for like a year and then i finally started seeing a psychiatrist and um, getting help with some anxiety and things like that and my question is when do you tell someone that you're on antidepressants and how do you tell them like, do you ever need to tell a partner that you're on antidepressants? Like, does it need to be a conversation? Can they just find out? It's not something I've really had to think about before. So, curious what you all think. Love the show. Love the podcast. 
The podcast is the show. All right. Thanks. Bye. Yes. Actually, okay so we sort of have a zoloft queen on our hands um and i love that i mean i don't know that it's zoloft but it's the first zoloft one that queen came of the desert <laughs> zoloft queen of the desert i think that's the name Why i think we landed on point? it zoloft queen of the desert oh we're uh, gonna think of something else <laughs> no i don't think so zoloft queen of the desert uh, <laughs> It like doesn't make any sense, and I love it. I love it so much. Um, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Mitra. But as someone who is um, bipolar and on medication for that, I have never felt the need to disclose that to anyone that I've been seeing because it either comes up organically, like I will say. Um, one time with a guy, like we were just sort of talking about, I, br- I bring it up as a joke a lot, quite honestly, like this yeah, one like guy you're incredibly open about like your mental health and the but medication I don't, you take. And stuff. I don't think it needs to be like on the third date, I brought you here to disclose to you Not that I am clinically depressed and on Zoloft. Like what you don't do that with any other medication, I don't think. And no, I mean, I think it's like you... I feel like anything that like health wise that is disclosed is something that I feel like I I think like it's things that affect the partner. And it's like, of course, your mental health affects your partner because that you're the person they're spending their time with. But it's like I more mean like, do you have like an STI? Like That's like the kind of stuff where it's like you need to disclose this information. This is not that like I, I think it's the kind of thing where I don't think my personal belief is like not shying away from it. If it comes up organically, like definitely don't lie, but I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. Like, I think if, if you feel a certain type of way about it and you want to be like, just so you know, I take antidepressants. Like, do you want to talk about it? (laughs) Like you should do that because if it's stressing you out, you will feel better and you will feel a wave of relief wash over you when you talk about this stuff. Yeah. But I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I got a guy home and I found out he had diabetes <laughs> and well, I was, you know, they don't disclose that to me. They don't disclose that at all. They hardly <laughs> ever, they hardly ever disclose that. And why should you also, have to disclose your depression? It's also very hot to me when people are like going to therapy and taking care of themselves. So like, yeah. I like hearing that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, great. Like you're on top of it. Slay. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that like it, that kind of like you'll start as you are on it longer. I will say I've gotten more adept at like recognizing the moments where it, it is not like a forced thing to bring up. Like it, where it just like sort of slots in with the conversation. Like I, I remember joking with a guy that I was seeing um, a while back where we were like, he was like, yeah, God did not bless me with an ass um, and blah, blah, blah. And I was, he, he blessed me with like, I don't know, something as some two bad things. And I was like, yeah. And he blessed me with bad skin and a bad brain. I'm on, I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm, on, I have this condition and like yeah. that and that and that was it and like that is as casual as it needs to be and if someone freaks out 
because you're on medication or because you are disclosing your depression? Like, come on, it's 2020. Who the fuck isn't a little depressed right now? Yes. And and I think to me, it's like, I don't think there's any like, you know, num- numerical answer where it's like the third date, two months in, whatever. Like, I mm-hmm. think it's like, to me, it's like, I think it's, I think sharing that kind of thing with someone that you feel a connection with will only allow you to feel more comfortable with them and allow them more access and empathy and understanding. And like, it's you allowing someone to see you. So I think you don't have to feel shame about that, but you also don't have to like, it's not, it's not the kind of thing that it's like, it doesn't have to be a huge sit down discussion unless you want it to be. It can also just be something that you share and then it might come up later. It might not, but I think do it on your own terms. Don't feel like, I don't don't know. Is this like sounding like it makes sense to you? Yeah, no, it it definitely makes sense. And I think if someone like comes to your apartment and, and sees the, you know, medication bottle in your bathroom and freaks out and says like, why didn't you tell me sooner? That is on, that is like a them issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because quite honestly, like it, I think this kind of stuff just comes from the general, like unfolding of time as you like develop a relationship. Like you'll know, you'll know exactly when it's right to disclose. And I, Cause it's also, I mean, I like, I want to know this kind of stuff about my friends too, because it's like, you know, my, my friends when they're like, yeah, I might be, I'm going to be, I feel like I'm kind of in a dark place, I might be a little hard to get a hold of for the next couple of days or something like that. Like, I want to know that stuff. I want, and I want to, and sharing that with people allows them to be a better friend or a better romantic partner to you. So if you feel safe doing so, then disclose that. Oh, and Dana just chimed in with something that I think is really important in this discussion which is if you're if her sex drive has changed because of the meds which can happen as she starts the first year she shouldn't feel afraid or embarrassed to mention that which i think is a great point um side effects are a great way in to talk about um the kind of shit you're going through like um that is uh i don't experience a lot of side effects on my medication but there's a lot of stuff that like i won't do because of it and like that's usually when i'll bring it up that's usually how people find out because i'll be like I'm not going to do X thing because I'm on X medication. And then it's not a conversation. It's like barely ever a conversation. It doesn't need to be unless they have questions. Yeah. And I, I just, I think that it still feels for a lot of people like a big source of shame, but the the times that people talk, whenever people talk about it, it's like for, in my experience, seeing people talk about it, at least people for the most part are like, Oh, Okay, and then you kind of talk about something else, or yeah. you talk about it, but it it's met with understanding because it is just I think more common than people think. So, mm. especially right now, it's like yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, why Come on. why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if there if there was ever a time, <laughs> now is the time. <laughs> oh boy! And if there was ever a time for a break. Oh, now one. is the time. Um, so we're going to take. I was, I'm so pissed that Dana said that messed up thing. <laughs> <laughs> always intruding. Always intruding on our <laughs> podcast, that Dana. It's our thing. Contributing incredible names. Great advice. <laughs> Positive energy. A cute dog. <laughs> always. Get her out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Ejected. <laughs> Dana, take us to a break. And don't say anything while you do it.
Bloop, 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 bloop. Ooh, um, sort of a bubble theme taking us back. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, a new it's sound effect, a new Sponge soundboard. <laughs> a new soundboard for the ages. Um, um, SpongeBob Joel pants, more that's like me. It. Save that's it for me. the awesome nicknames. <laughs> yeah, where was this energy when we were getting Zoloft Queen of the Desert? Okay, I stand by that and think it's No, funny. it is the best one so far. <laughs> Title of that for sure. Um, Dana, um, do you got an, a voicemail for us, please? Hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, um, and Dana. Hi. Um, I love you both very much. Um, I did leave a voicemail already. Um, so, um, this one, I forgot to ask my actual question that I wanted um, you to answer. So, um, yeah, basically the story is, um, I was friends with a girl in all of middle school and most of high school. Um, so for about like six years, and then I found out that she was literally like, um, spreading lies about me and like talking about me behind my back and so I just like cut things off with her we stopped being friends um it's been a few years now and I realized that that like sort of extremely like bad friendship for me has affected all of my relationships and friendships to the point where I think like everyone is talking shit about me and nobody really wants to be friends with me and is talking behind my back um and obviously like I know this is something that like I need to work out with with a professional like you know I've talk to my therapist about this and stuff um but i was wondering if it's a bad i good or bad idea to like reach out to her because i've never really had like a closure on it we never talked about it at all like just when i found those things out i just stopped talking to her like i just we never talked about it at all i just cut her out of my life um which i don't want to be friends with her again but i just like want to know why she did what she did and like understand like what happened um because it really has been affecting all of my relationships since then um so yeah if you could just like let me know whether or not reaching out to her is like a good or destructive idea or like any other ideas or advice you may have to help me like get over this get past this and not let it like ruin all of my current friendships and relationships um through my own insecurity, uh, that would be great. So um, thank you so much. And if you could answer this voicemail, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Love you again. And sit on my face. Bye. Okay. It's destructive, dynamite, um, explosive. What's the, what's the cartoon guy that has all the dynamite? Wiley Coyote. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and okay. so you don't you don't have a pitch on that. You just no. wanted to know. That was just a, that was just a a question you had. Wiley uh, Coyote She. Wiley Coyote She. Um, I guess Whoa. that's the name. Um, right. <laughs> I can't believe we have Boy Punzel and Wiley Coyote She in the same. Well, how about episode. Wild She Coyote She? Wild She Coyote She. Wild She Coyote She. Um, I think this is an impre- an incredible name, an incredibly apt name for this because I'm just gonna skip to the end of what I think about this and I think this is incredibly destructive and a bad idea and I think this is to quote to quote one of our earlier callers emailers rather this is quarantine brain I think quarantine's made you go a little bit crazy because I don't think anything good can come from this I'll tell you why she did it I know why she did it I know for a fact why she did it tell because you were in middle school and high school (laughs) and middle school and high school girls and boys 
Armin. People and, like, and for no reason other than for I'm sure she has some incredible insecurity of her own that she was working out on you. Yes, like that's for sure a mean bully. I I think I mean hopefully this person is in a better place in their life and wouldn't do something like this now, but it's like you're you're not going to it's just not going to help you. I don't know. I mean I but I understand that like the things that happen to you when you're in middle school and high school can still affect your later relationships sure. and can affect your trust, which it sounds like it has. Like you're 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 still feeling insecure. You're saying it's ruining your friendships and relationships. But I think I would urge you to remember and constantly remind yourself that like your current friends are not this person. Your current relationships are not with this person. And what this one person thinks of you does not have anything to do with what these other people think of you. And you know that the things that this person was saying about you were not true. And I bet this was just a fucking psycho 13-year-old girl acting like a bitch because she didn't feel good about herself. Yeah. And it sounds like you're you're doing... Listen, the, the, in, the, the spillover into your current day life and relationships, that is something that you're working with on your therapy, in therapy, and that's going to take a long time. Those kinds of insecurities do not go away overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're looking for here is some sort of magic bullet. Like, I think you think that by confronting this woman is going to ex- expedite the healing process and get you something. But I don't know what closure looks like with this woman. She probably does. If you, I guarantee you, if asked why she did any of those things, she's going to say, I don't know. I don't think that bullies like this, because I'm sure you're not the only one. And I'm sure that like at this point, she has moved on so far past this, that she's not going to remember jack shit about why she did these cruel and awful things to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry it happened. You deserve better. But I think, you know, all you could possibly get is like her being like, I don't know, I didn't, I wasn't smart then. And I'm sorry. And it's like, maybe what you want is an apology. But it's like, I mean, what you really want is for it to have not happened, but it did happen. And it's good that you're going to therapy and talking about it there. I don't think reaching out to someone you're not going to get the best version of this person also like whatever shit you're feeling because of the pandemic and everything else that's going on in the world this person is also feeling so i I don't know i would say not the best time to reach out to someone from the past and try to gain something positive from it if i had to guess I just think that the percentage chance that you're going to get what you want out of this interaction is so, so, so low that it's just not worth the uh, potential blowback that you'll get emotionally from talking to this person and not getting what you need from this person. I think your journey now is one that you need to take alone. And and maybe your therapist disagrees. Listen to your therapist. Don't call into us. And ask us. Like whatever your therapist says is probably more correct than what we're saying. And I, think I definitely I, I would say maybe I would, I would yeah, say right. maybe would say we have a two minute long voicemail that. to go off of with this woman. <laughs> we know her better than she knows herself, obviously. Um, but yeah, this is hard. This is really hard, but I think that this is uh, uh, the the healing on this is going to take you doing real work on your own with your therapist, and you will not be healed by talking to this woman. It, your healing will come from within, not without. 
Yep. <laughs> so, um, trust in your ability and, um, yeah, I don't know. The people in my life that I want this kind of stuff from and I've tried to get it, I'm like, oh, I guess the only way to get this is to give them a script of the things that I need them to say to me. Yep. <laughs> and that's uh, too embarrassing. So if you're willing to write this person a script of exactly what you need to hear. <laughs> do it on Final then, Draft. Don't do it on Celtics. That's true. That's true. Industry um, standard all the way. Don't cut corners. <laughs> Um, that's hard. Good luck. Um, and you're welcome for the best name of all time. <laughs> While she coyote she. <laughs> all right. Uh, we've got one last email here and I guess I'll read it. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm awake now. I can read it. Um, <laughs> hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. First of all, I am the biggest fan of the podcast and I listen to it religiously every week while quote unquote working. Now to me, I'm a 33 year old Brazilian gay man living in Germany. Congrats. And happily in a very serious relationship with a wonderful guy. We have been dating for almost two years now and we're getting close to moving in together and to starting our life together. Here's my problem. I'm still in contact with my ex. Well, not really an ex because we never really had a serious relationship, but we did have a long romance going on and he will honestly always be very special to me as I will be to him. He is not really a threat to my relationship right now because he is so wrong for me in many ways. Ten years younger than me, lives in another country, and also other stuff that's not worth mentioning. I feel ashamed about it, but I still think about him a lot. Sometimes when we text, there is some flirting going on. I seriously believe it's possible to love more than one person at the same time. I try not to text him that much anymore, but he still continues on being on my mind. I don't know how to deal with it anymore. My boyfriend knows that we text sometimes, and he has expressed that he is very jealous about it. What should I do to really just forget about him? Should I be honest with my boyfriend? Should I tell the ex that we can't talk anymore? Would it even help in some way? Please help. Sorry if this email was too long. Love you both, and you both can sit on my face, even though I am very gay. Ha ha. Ha ha, indeed. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so uh, German romance. Brazilian. Um, two people involved. Takes two to tango. <laughs> Um, threesome. Um, uh, a Brazil nut. Um, is that um, what he is? Double maybe? double decker hussy. <laughs> double decker hussy. I love it. a. Du- can we just for scansions say say double decker huss? Yeah, of course. I just wanted you to get like where I was hussy. From. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> double decker huss. Parentheses C. Um. <laughs> Just to be clear, that's what your name is. Um, Listen, babe, sounds like a pretty cut and dry case here because your boyfriend has already expressed what he needs and you've expressed what you want. Um, So I think that you have a choice here of either displeasing your boyfriend or cheating emotionally or yeah, and uh, and emotionally cheating or cutting things off with this guy for the time being for maybe forever. I mean, I don't think you can. I don't think you can fully move on from this person while actively maintaining contact. And I don't think you can really fully start your life together. And part of starting your life together with this other person is moving on from the person that you're texting. Yeah. See, because this is very difficult. This is very difficult because like usually like what you're talking about is an emotional connection with someone which for me is much more difficult than a physical relationship with someone like if you were like i want to open up the relationship i don't know how your boyfriend would react but i think he senses probably from the way you your eyes light up when you talk about this guy that 
there, there is there's something deeper here going on and i sure as hell would be jealous if i thought my boyfriend was still a, even just a little bit in love with someone who lives in another country and i i don't disagree that you can love more than one person at the same time i don't think like I don't think that's really the question. I think it's about your boyfriend's comfort level and your boyfriend is not comfortable. And I don't think you can convince this person, your current boyfriend, that, like, I just think it will seem like a distraction from your boyfriend's feelings to be like, I can love two people at once. It's like, right, but, like, I'm not comfortable with you you continuing this relationship with this person. Like, if you want to not be monogamous that's okay but it sounds like your current boyfriend does want that or at least doesn't want you involved with this person which Uh, is fair yeah you can find listen if you want to maintain this you can find i'm sure in germany babe go to berlin go to berlin and find a boyfriend there who is cuckoo crazy for polyamory and non-monogamy okay won't give a shit will be very open will be very open to that sort of idea but what you got you got. And if you love your boyfriend, then you have like part of maintaining a relationship, I say as an expert in maintaining relationships, is making concessions and for their comfort. And I think this is one of those things that you, you should have to do. And I should think you set you you've, you've sort of hedge your bets. I think you really want us to be on your side here, but we cannot I, because I, you I included the one it. piece of information that um, makes us so we can't be, which is my boyfriend uh, is has expressed that he is very jealous about it. And I do think, like, I understand this. I, I, I think there is an impulse in myself, too, which is, like, when things feel... When I feel like I'm, like, receiving love or attention, my impulse is to blow it up and, because it feels like that will be a lot easier. And I think, like, maintaining contact is a way of removing yourself a little bit from the situation possibly i mean i could be completely wrong but it's like you're about to embark on a new serious step with the person that you're currently dating who you love and think is wonderful and then you're also kind of being like well i'm gonna put five percent of my energy in this other thing and that Mm -hmm. might be like an investment for you to be like you know if this doesn't work out then i have five percent of my energy somewhere else so i'll Mm -hmm. be okay i can sort of focus on this other thing i'm just i'm spinning that plate but i'm mostly spinning this other plate but but i am spinning this plate and part of taking that next step forward is to abandon the other plates i think or at least this particular situation you have a plate that's asking you to abandon the other plates yeah so it's like are you okay with that if you're not then i don't know uh Maybe you're, you're with the wrong plate because yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. It makes him feel bad and you know that it makes him feel bad and you shouldn't make your partner feel bad on purpose. Yeah. Well, and I honestly, I don't know. I don't want to be a shit stir, but it, I wonder, like, it sounds like the only thing that's wrong with him is that he's in a, another country and yes. it, like that's the other thing. All this other stuff sounds pretty flimsy to me. And I feel like if he was in Berlin right now, I don't know what choice you'd be making. And I don't know what choice you know. I don't know if you know what choice you'd be making, too. So it's something to consider. And like if that if you're if you're hearing that and you're slamming your fist down on the table and you're saying, fuck you, Joel, I love my boyfriend and I would do anything for him. Well, then I just helped you. Okay, so you're welcome. (laughs) So you didn't write thank you card to 1600 pen. Yeah. Address it. Care of Donald Trump. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Yes, go. I went there. I went there. Unabashed, unafraid. I want to see you be brave. Yes. <laughs> no holds barred. <laughs> All right, that well. is what is going to get us 2020, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Um, well, I hope we helped. I hope we weren't too harsh today. Do you think the fires made us harsher, Mitra? I mean, it definitely makes me feel like I'm not currently alive. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm sure. Looking out and just seeing the gray sky, I go, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not alive. <laughs> nope. Completely dead. So if you want to ghosts, if you want to ghosts to answer your questions, you can call us at 323 Three three four zero three seven one, or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. We, of course, love to hear updates as well if we've yes. helped you, and especially if we haven't helped you. Please let us know. Um, please. And honestly, and honestly, please continue to rate and review five stars on iTunes. It really helps us. It does. It really does. Thank you to those of you who have been doing that. Um, thank you to everyone who called in this week. I do feel that um, I really kicked off the episode with an astonishingly dark vibe. So if you have made it to this point, thank Congrats, you for being babe. here. Congratulations. You're one of the chosen few. Please email I will Venmo one of you. And I repeat, one of you a dollar if you make mm-hmm. it to the end. <laughs> just the one flooded the one. with emails. <laughs> and it's not um, even the first one. It's just whoever Mitra feels like because that's the kind of bitch she is yeah if you want to like you can like grease the wheels by giving me a nice compliment <laughs> jk please don't it'll make me feel embarrassed um all right another all right. absolutely perfect episode no complaints um, from me no complaints from me i love seeing you joel love seeing you mitra thank you ryan thank you thank dana. dana thank you july thank, thank you, you Earwolf. and thank you to you listening. May you listen once more. Bye. Bye.